Cornerstone Conversations, having a chat with Neil and Matt. Hello everyone, welcome to Cornerstone Conversations, episode 29 I believe. Does that sound right? 30 man. 30? 30. Wow. Isn't it? We're maturing. I know, I've lost count. I think it is 30. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Wow. I rubbed it out. I had it all three, written down on the board and then I rubbed it out. Three, oh. <laughs> Middle-aged. All right, Matt, we've been uh, having fun. I've moved my desk around, so we're facing each other this week. It's quite intimate, isn't it? It's very intimate. It's beautiful. We've got a nice little spot there. We can actually set up a little table tennis table mm. between each other. That'd work. Play table tennis. Yeah. Nice. And this week, I'm going to talk with you about the parable of the sower. Yeah, are you familiar with this one? Yes. Yeah. Tell me about it. Uh, well, it's a story about a sower. So? Yeah. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. No, so, um, no, how, about, how about I just read it? Would that work? Sure. You, you read from Luke 8. Yeah. Um, the version in Luke 8. Yeah, is, so there, is, in there version, is there versions in... in uh, Matthew and Mark as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so it just says this, one day Jesus told a story in the form of a parable to a large crowd that had gathered from many towns to hear him. A farmer went out to plant his seed, and as he scattered it across his field, some seed fell on a footpath where it was stepped on and the birds ate it. Other seed fell among rocks. It began to grow, but the plant soon wilted and died from lack of moisture. Other seed fell among thorns that grew up and it, with it and choked out the tender plants. And still other seed fell on fertile soil. These seeds grew and produced a crop that was a hundred times as much as had been planted. When he had said this, he called out, Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is God's word, and the seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message, only to have the devil come and take it away from their hearts and prevent them from believing and being saved. The seeds... On the rocky soil represent those who hear the message and receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they believe for a while and then they fall away when they face temptation. The seeds that fell among the thorns represent those who hear the message, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the cares and riches and pleasures of this life, and so they never grow into maturity. And the seeds that fell on good soil represent honest, good-hearted people who hear God's word, cling to it, and patiently produce a harvest, a yeah. huge harvest, a huge, a huge harvest. Yeah, so other yeah. ones will say 30, 60, and 100 fold, or 100 times what was planted, yep. which is, that's a fair, fairly good strike rate, I think. Yeah, it's very good, very yeah. good. And so, uh, i actually pretty sure I talked on this not that long ago about the soil in your heart and stuff like that, but I just felt really impressed to talk about it again, and... What it was, was I, I was sort of looking at it, I was going, you know what, we've all got a choice of what sort of Christian we can be. Mm. It's actually us that determines who we are as a Christian. And, and so often we'll put that responsibility on others or whatever it might be. But when I read through this parable, which is obviously talking about seed being the word of God, we got the explanation as you read it, um, the seed's always good. So in each case where the seed fell... What was the variable there, Matt? Was it the seed? No. What the, was seed, it, the seed was the same. So it was just where it, where it, where it landed. Yep. 
and how, how it was received. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So really, when you look at this, it's more about the soil and the seed, this um, parable, mm, and, and what we do with what God has for us. And um, it's so vitally important that we understand this. In, in one of the other um, Gospels, it talks about if Jesus said, if you can actually understand this parable, you'll understand every parable of the kingdom of God. In other words, mm. this is so important that you understand this because if you understand how God's word works in your heart and the things you have to do to grow and mature as a Christian, everything else will begin to make sense. And um, yeah, I, I just felt I just felt really compelled to just talk about this again because I felt as I looked around the Christian church in the Western world very, very much so that the thing that really applied to us was the third one. So you had the first one, which was, mm. you know, Satan basically coming straight away. Well, that's that's actually a big problem. Like, and I sort of likened it to, you know, you come to church, you sit on your mobile phone, go through Facebook. Um, you never talk about Jesus with any of your friends during the week. You don't read the Bible or anything mm. like that. But if you do hear it, it's very much quickly stolen away because you're not that interested in it to start with. Yep. And so you're not saved. Um, might talk a little bit about that salvation a little bit later. Um, the second one was, you know, it grows up quickly. So you'll come into church, maybe you'll hear the word of God and you're like, yeah, I need to do that. That's what I need in my life. You walk out the door and you forget yep. pretty soon, like temptations come and worries and the things of this world. Like, But it's sort of like that, you know, persecution. Oh, well, you're a Christian. You believe that stuff. It's rubbish. Mm -hmm. and, and so you quickly fall away. And then the third one, um, which I talked about a little bit and I'll, I'll just mention that now and maybe get you to talk into the, the last one where it falls on good soil. Mm. Um, that there's actually this growth, but no fruit. So I, I just felt as I looked around the Christian church, this is often it. There's a lot of people that are Christian and they're reasonably mature in the word. They They know things, but their life becomes really unfruitful because of the things, very things that are described here. Mm. That, that the thorns represent, which is um, the cares and riches and pleasures of this life. And so they're never grown to maturity. Yep. Um, is that a choice, Matt, or not? Because these cares and riches and pleasures, they're around us. Yep. Is, it a, is it really our choice? Like, yeah, I think it is. It, it certainly is. It's, it's, what our, it's what our focus is on. You know, I think you said on, you said on Sunday that you know, there are... I mean, the thing that, the thing that came out to me in that, in that section is that we think about, you know, the cares and riches and pleasures, they're all actually good things. Yeah. Um, but they can become, I think the, the problem is that they become a distraction and they distract us away from, from God. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what stops us from growing into that place of maturity. Um, you know, we never get into that place of, of really trusting in God and, and recognizing who he is and, and and you know following following after him and we're more concerned about what the world thinks and accumulating all this worldly wealth and making sure that we're having a good time rather than seeking what god wants mm. for us and I, I think i was i mean I, I was challenged by that because i hadn't really twigged that that was it was you know it's it's the good things in life um you know often we think I mean, maybe there's there's bad things that happen or whatever, and you know God doesn't love me and yep. so on. But but there's there's that danger in in the the worldly things, the wealth, the the having fun and going off and doing whatever you want. 
can also be just as much as a, distra- a distraction from from what God's got for us. Yeah. Um, doesn't mean we don't have those things. Uh, uh, you know, it, it's it's more that it, we need to make sure that those things are not a distraction and, and keep us from from you know being in real relationship with God. Yeah. Yeah, and they are good. Like, you know, as, as a person who loves sport, I love playing sport, um, enjoy it. I, I think that if that's something that you're gifted with, you enjoy, you should be able to enjoy it without feeling guilty because mm. God made us who we are. Mm. You know, if you're a person who loves creating businesses, great, do it. Mm. But always understand that everything has to be in that God realm. You know, I think yeah. I've talked about that before, how it's not a list, it's like God in everything. It's not like God first, then family, then church, then work, then mm, sport, mm. then this or whatever. It's actually, no, God's in everything. Yeah. And if we can remember that, that he is the one who we worship and we adore, then it helps us not to get crowded out by those weeds because they do stop us being fruitful. There's no mm, doubt about mm. it. It's like, if you think about the things that people most likely give up, if you're really busy, people would say, they don't never say, oh, I'm too busy, I'm going to give up my sport. They'll go, oh, I'm too busy playing sport, I won't bother going to church on Sunday or fellowshipping. Mm. It's like that's the thing that's like the unimportant thing in their life, mm. if you understand what I mean. Yep. And I think that's how God becomes to us a little bit, like especially when we've got everything. Um, the Bible talks about how Moses despised the pleasure of Egypt and gave it all up to be part of you know, the God's people. He, he, he gave that up because he wanted to actually do God's will. And I think mm. for us it's like, you know, we can enjoy life and we should enjoy life because that's the way God made us. Mm. But let's make sure we honor God above everything else. Yeah. Um, seek him first and everything else gets added. And I guess that's why in the Western world it's probably more likely that this happens because we have more pleasure, yep. more money, yep. more time really than a lot of other people. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Yeah, so so for us it's that danger here. Um. Mm. Yeah, I think it's actually that simple a message, to be honest. Like, when I think about it, you don't have to go into too much complication, but we know it. Like, mm. we understand and know that these things take us away from fellowship. They take us away from the Word of God and prayer if we're not mm. careful. And, again, that trust in that instead yeah. of God. Yep. Yeah, so so that's something we can choose, I think. We can choose to either honor God or not. Mm. Um. And it's up to us what sort of Christian we can be. So yep. it's talking there about someone who's actually knows God. They might even be faithful at church. They might even, you know, go to groups, but everything else crowds around. And it could even mm. just be life itself. You know, we've got kids and we're busy and this, that, and the other. And the message actually gets crowded out. It says, "Yep." So what is it that I need to change my life? Um, so tell me about the good soil, Matt. Yeah, so the, the good soil um, represents honest, good-hearted people who hear God's word and cling to it. Um, I think that's the, the absolute key in all of this. You, you talked about trust before. Mm. Um, you know, that's, that's what it's about. It's about trusting, trusting in God and knowing that he's, he's got things in control, listening to his word, and then, and then clinging to it. You know, um, when when I hear hear that, I'm reminded of a, a video I saw of a guy cutting the top off one of those big palm trees yep. in in the U.S. that you get along, I don't know, whatever it's called, the boulevard or whatever, and he's 
it's like bent almost right down the ground. He's he's shimmied up this thing and then he's cut the top off it and he's just hanging on and he's swinging backwards and forwards like that's that's clinging, you know. It's like <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and just right. just that picture of of that's what we need to do with God's word, you know, because there are things in life whether it's it's good stuff or bad stuff that can come along and try and shake us about and and whatever, um, and you know we need to make sure that we're we're holding on to those promises, we're holding on to the things that that God's got for us. Um, you know, if because you know you don't cling on, the next thing you know, you're getting thrown through the air and yep. you're ending up on the ground. Yeah, you know, so <clears throat> and yeah. you know, so I mean, that's that's a challenge for us to to be in that place of of clinging on to the things that we're hearing in God's word and encouraging each other to stay in that place. And that's again, that's where connection is so important within the within the church community. You know, being in a small group or being in accountability groups or whatever you want to call it, where we're we're actually getting into that word together and reminding each other. And, you know, when, when we struggle with things and we share that together, we're able to, to share those burdens and walk that journey together. Yep. And, and I love the result of that, that, that just by clinging onto that word, the result is that it's, it produces a huge harvest. It's not something that, mm. again, it's, it's not um, something that we need to do. There's not something that we can do in that other than clinging on to God's word and he does the rest it's just like a seed you know you don't you don't use and you've used this example before you know you put an orange seed in the ground and it's going to produce oranges mm. um you know but the the orange all the orange tree needs is is the nutrients in order to produce that fruit and it's there the seed the seed's already there God's already planted that seed that is going to produce a particular type of fruit yep if we if we allow that to you know, if we give it the right nutrients and if we cling, like, cling on to God's word yeah. effectively. Yeah, so yeah. true. So it's just about like the seed gets planted in the ground. All it needs is the right conditions for growth, really. And yep. I think that's where, that's why I say it's a choice. You can choose to be who you want to be, mm. like in terms of receiving God's word. I can be indifferent. I can not value God's word and, um, and therefore, you know, I'm not very strong in faith. Um, or I can listen and sort of do it, but then have the cares. Or I can actually have a good heart that's ready to receive the word of God. And, you know, over the years, many times I've heard people, you know, in different places everywhere, oh, there was nothing in that for me, that message. And I'm like, how can you get nothing out of a message mm. if the word of God's in it? Now, mm. I understand, and, and it would be very rare and unusual, to be honest, that a preacher preaches something that there's not, that something you can grab onto and think about all week. And to me, it's not that. It's the condition of your heart. You know? mm -hmm. Am I ready to receive the Word of God and let it grow? And not only that, then it talks about patiently producing a huge harvest. So there's this time of continual going in the one direction. You know? It's like, no, nah, I believe God's Word. I haven't mm -hmm. seen it now. But it's going to change. And, and I think I talked about salvation, how we often... Like so, the first one there was where the devil took it, and they didn't get saved or they didn't get salvation. But I don't really believe that's just for our soul to go to heaven. Like salvation from whatever situation we're in on earth mm. right now mm. is just as important. And to be saved from that situation, we need to cling on to God's word. Yep. You know, um, hold on to it until we see the promise come to pass. Even here, while we're on earth, living here, breathing air. Yep. Um, and not just in heaven. Yeah, so, yeah, I understand completely what you're saying with the palm trees. I used to cut trees down, and I know exactly what you're talking about. 
there's this tension on that branch. (laughs) As soon as you release it, off you go, and you just do really need to hold on. Yeah. But if you're prepared for it, and you are Mm. clinging already, Mm. then you'll be fine. And and I think that's like when you think of Jesus' parable with the house that was on the rock and the sand, that's exactly what that's saying. Yeah. Yeah. Cling on to, hold on to God's word. Yeah. And do it. That's right. Yeah. That's right, and and being being yeah that that preparation for the things that are going to come that are going to throw us around because they it will happen. Yeah, it's absolutely. not. Yeah, and I think sometimes we get in that place where we go, well, I'm I'm Christian, I'm saved, and therefore everything's going to be rosy and perfect. And mm. no, it's not like that at all. <laughs> but yeah. but you know that that's the thing. You know, God is is faithful and He's never changing. Yep. You know, and and we, that's what we need to cling on to. It's not that. It's it's not our life's going to be super duper all the time. Yep. But God is. Yeah, that's exactly you know? right. Um, and and yeah, again, just just to be clinging onto that and to be prepared for that and to support each other in that. You know? Yeah, so key. Absolutely. So there you go. You got a choice, listeners. What sort of Christian do you want to be? It's actually up to you. It's not up to God. He works in you, but you have to be that soil that's ready to receive the seed. And I just love how it says about that, you know, the seed that fell on the good soil represent honest and good-hearted people. And if we could just be like that, we'd Mm. honestly look at our life. When the seed hits, we're like, I need a change. Be good-hearted. We'll be open to that change as well. So that's awesome. Uh, That's all for me. Matt, anything else? No, I think that's good. Just cling on to the word. Mm. Hold on tight. Um, Yeah. And wait for the harvest. Excellent. See you later.